Welcome to the latest word from the church at Severn Run. Our church is located in Severn, Maryland, and is easily accessible from anywhere in the D.C. Baltimore area. You can subscribe for regular updates or check in weekly for the latest information by using our website, severinrun.com. Thank you for visiting. And now, today's message. Today, we are going to be talking about Jesus uh, in his inaugural address in Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 17. It is imperative that we understand this beginning message because if we don't understand the beginning and how Jesus framed his whole ministry, this is the umbrella under which everything else, uh, you know, comes up. If we don't understand this at the beginning, we'll never understand anything that follows on. You're not going to necessarily understand it now, but I want you to just to, to say with me, here's what I want you to do today. Here's what I want us to do. Here's what I want to do. I want us to live repenting. And I want you to say this with me. Think kingdom. Think near. And think next. So this will make a little bit more sense as we go along. But I, I want you to understand that this passage that we just read says that Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of the Old Testament. And that the key prophecy was this. That he would end dark and bring light. Verse 12 says, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. John being put in prison is, is just a subtle underplay of the kingdom of dark coming against the kingdom of light. The kingdom of dark cannot stand the kingdom of light and so immediately seeks to control it, imprison it, shut it down. Jesus left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum, which was by the lake area of Zebulun and Naphtali. These were um, very important names for those who had grown up Jewish and, and Hebrew because it would have resonated in their minds that something biblical was going on. And so verse 14 makes it clear to the rest of us this was to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Everything then about the message of Jesus is all about a call to repent. To begin life now in the kingdom of heaven and to leave the broken life of earth for the kingdom that is not distant and far away, but for the kingdom that has come. Guys, the, the Greek word repent means to think differently after. Metanoia, meta, nous, meta means with, nous is mind, or to think, to think different after, after encountering Jesus. No one ever met Jesus and stayed the same. So, so to repent means to encounter Jesus, and, and now I have a different framework for interpreting life. In this context, here's the definition of repentance that I, I would offer you. It means to refuse to stay in the dark after you've been offered the light. The message of Jesus is, again, we need to, we need to rise up a little bit, maybe 20,000 feet, maybe 30,000 feet, gain some altitude and kind of look over the horizons of time and, and the horizons of generations. Because the scripture says, 
that you and I are a people living in darkness, dwelling in darkness, making our lives in darkness. Now, I don't know if you have ever, uh, like, been in one of the caves, like, if you've ever been to Carlsbad Caverns, and most of the caves, they have the same thing, you know, they'll turn off all the lights, and about the only thing you can see at that point is anybody's shoes that are glowing, you know? I mean, it's so pitch black, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Jesus is saying that the kingdom of the earth that has declared its independence from the reign of God, declared its independence from light when it did so. It would be like a fish declaring uh, that it did not need the ocean any longer, and now it is there on the bottom of a dry, muddy bed just flopping around on its way to die. That is a description of our life on planet Earth in our independence from our Creator. To live in the darkness is unnatural. You, we have eyes that were designed to see and, and absent light, we can't do that. And, and, and to imagine living your whole life never seeing light, imagine how much less life would be than, than it was designed to have been. I mean, imagine how hard it would be to eat anything, to find anyone, to see with clarity as the gift of seeing was designed to, to work. And according to the scriptures, that is a description of our life on planet Earth. That we are living in darkness. It's the darkness of our own understanding. It is the darkness of our own will. It's the darkness of uh, the lie that we can live without radical dependence on God. It's the darkness of sin. It's the darkness of declaring ourselves sovereign and setting ourselves up as our own little God in our own little kingdom on the earth. It is utter darkness. But the gospel, the good news of Jesus is that all of us living on this rebellion, um, you know, saturated planet in darkness have seen a light in Jesus. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, the, 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 the Greek word, you know, translated from Hebrew, from Isaiah 9, is, is literally kind of one poetic word. It's death shadow. You felt it. The shadow of death. You felt the fear. The panic. The anxiety, you felt the distance from people that you're trying to love. And, and somehow, no matter how much you try to love, there's something that stands in between you. And, and there's this barrier, and, and it's pulling apart. And in family, you have these ideas of how you would like family to be. And it just doesn't work that way. One time, I just demanded that all of our family just, we're going to eat at the dinner table. We're just going to do it. Because to tell you the truth, families that eat at the dinner table do better than families that don't. They actually talk. I mean, they do. And I had a rebellion on my hands because we had grown used to eating uh, at the TV trays in front of the TV. I mean, that's where we ate. And I just, you know, we're not going to do this. And so after three or four fights, you know, around the dinner table, you know, this is great. You know, and I'm sitting there in my mind going, this isn't how I pictured it, you know. <laughs> it's like I'd leave it to Beaver and mine and Aunt B would be there and, you know, there'd be... All sorts of things on the table except vegetables, and it would be awesome. <laughs> we all feel the darkness. And there is something in our souls that, 
that, that if we're honest, um, feels the pain of life on earth. We feel rejection. We feel, we feel panic. We feel fear. We, we feel insecurity. All of these things are the shadows of death that, that are shining, ironically, on our lives. And all because we are torn out of the kingdom of heaven. We are living east of Eden. We were never designed to live in an environment where God was not the light of it all. It's funny in the, in the you know, the, the end of uh, the Bible, at the end of all time, the scripture says that in the new earth that God will create, there will be no sun for God will be the light. And that is the way that it was designed for us on earth. But, but here's the deal with the dark. You get used to it. You adapt. You learn to make your way in it. And after a while, you begin to normalize the dark and, and the crazy and the dysfunction. You begin to normalize the woundedness and the anger and the, and the fear and the insecurity uh, and the hatred and the prejudice. And after a while, you get so used to it all that you don't even notice it anymore. It is life. It's just the way it is. But God said, I'm going to come down to earth and I'm going to be light and show you that there is another way if you want it. We need to live repenting if we want to be anything more than cultural Christians who make no difference in a dark, dark world. The word repent is a word that is um, a mocked word. It is a word that, that we resist. Um, it is a word that, that, you know, just is not a word that any of us really like a whole lot. And the reason is because it implies something about us. It says that we are sinful. And, and for us, the problem is we've taken the equation of sinful equals worthless. And, and we feel the, the worthlessness of ourselves. We feel the, the struggle for security, the struggle for, for validation. We feel our worthlessness and, and we resist it so much so that it's like even painful to think about being sinful and, and, and the fact that there might need to be change in my life. So, so I'm not even going to think about it because I'm not worthless. I, I can't accept that it's a bad thing for me to be in the world, that, that I'm just utterly wrong at the core. But that's not the equation of God. The equation of God is, is, is very, very different. And, and, and the equation of God goes something more along the lines of this. And the equation of repentance is, is more along the lines of this. When something is valuable but in danger, what do we do? If your baby is in a house that is on fire, do you stand on the yard in the yard ordering pizza? If your child is walking out towards the street and you're standing there, you know, talking with somebody, do you wait till there's a polite break in the conversation? No, when something valuable is in danger, you act. You do something. 
And that's the equation of repentance. That's what God has done with us. He loves us. You are infinitely valuable to God. You are, uh, you know, his poetry. We are the, the, the poema of God, the scripture says, the workmanship of creation and of the most infinite, beautiful, endlessly creative being who ever lived. You are what he imagined. And he brought you into the world at the right time, into the family of his choice. You have the right pigment of, of skin color. You, you were born in the right century. It is all a part of the plan of God, and he values you, and he loves you deeply. But you and I live in a world that is a world of deep darkness. It is a world of utter brokenness. It is a world of woundedness. It is a world of alienation. In fact, it's even been said, this is a world of loss, so that from the moment we are born, we began accumulating losses until death takes it all. But the insanity of living in this kind of darkness is that we get so used to it, we don't even notice it at all. And we live like, like all of this crazy was not. And we live not thinking about how insane it is that one day we're gonna die. Do you, do you recognize how crazy that is? That all of your best efforts in life to be anything, do anything, accomplish anything, all of it is going to be wiped off of, of the, the chalkboard into a, a forgotten dust. That's crazy. That's not how it ought to be. That's not the way it was designed to be. But it is the way it is. So what do we do? Well, what God did is he acted and he sent his son to be this, this surprising light into the world. A light that, that was unexpected, a light that, that was, you know, very different than anything that we would have religiously created. He acted. And what we have to do, uh, if we understand this whole big biblical picture, is that we need to act as well. To believe that we are valuable, to understand that we are in danger, living in death's shadow, that we must act. And the act that we must do is repent. Repentance is not some, you know, uh, you know, silly word for getting rid of, of surface sins. You know, oh, okay, I won't party anymore. Get over it. You're not at a party. You, you're 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 in a, in a in a horrible, you know, deadly situation. Being invited to a party that will last forever. You're you're, you're in the dark. I can remember again in high school at a cross-country meet, um, you know, there was like 15 of us down at a meet in Texas, and everybody in my room was just stinking drunk. They had borrowed the, the coach's car and got out and got several cases of beer and came back, and everybody was drunk. They were throwing up all over the room. There were guys, and we were in the cheapest hotel possible. You know, the older I've gotten, the more willing I am to spend a few more bucks for a hotel that's, you know, anybody like that? I mean, like for me, when I was young, spending more than twenty nine ninety five was just like, you know, I'm just going to sleep. What do I need? But now I walk in, and I'm not sure that's been cleaned, you know? It's like, so it was one of those kind of hotels. And there's guys literally at the porcelain, which, goodness gracious, you know, throwing up and just going, this is fun. This is a party. I'm going, guys, literally, you're, gonna, you're lying in your own vomit. I gathered up all the beer cans in two. They had paper sacks back then, two paper sacks. And, and I walk to the door of the hotel, and I open the door, and there's my coach. And there I am, the only one not drinking, you know, with two cans, you know, two big sacks of beer cans. And, but I didn't care. I was so mad, you know. I said, you all right, Schaffner? I said, no. And I just pushed back him and dumped him out. And I, and I found some other place to, to sleep. That's a party? That's hell. 
It's an imitation. It's counterfeit. It's garbage. There was nothing going on there that, that mattered or that built anything. There was nothing going on there that was anything other than, 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 you know, than shooting a syringe in your vein to feel good for a moment. It was fake, empty, shallow, useless, life-sucking. God is inviting us into a new kingdom. He's inviting us out of the dark. We have to act. And repentance is refusing to stay in the dark when we've been offered the light. The sad thing is there's something inside of us that, that is so used to the dark, so used to the woundedness. And, and I want to ask you, what is your dark? What is the shadow of death that, that sucks the life from your soul? What are your fears? Where, where is your woundedness? Where where are you living in hate for yourself or somebody else? Where, where is it that hell is literally shining its darkness over your life and just sucking the life out of life? Where is it? Are you going to stay there? Because you and I need to live repenting. We repent one time when we come to the place where we believe that Jesus is the light and we give our life to him, but then we live the rest of our life moving out of the darkness and into the light. We begin uh, daily to, to live repenting, acting, believing we're worthwhile, but believing that life is in danger outside of the care of God, and we choose to repent. We choose not to stay in the darkness. Some of you have been wounded in the past in ways that are deep and personal that, that is so hard for you to let go of, and you see yourself in damaged ways and that's the shadow of darkness for you. We don't think about repentance in these kinds of ways, but, but the truth is you need to repent of staying in that darkness. Refuse to stay in it when you've been offered the light. Refuse to stay in self-condemnation. Refuse to stay in shame when you've been offered the light. We love the dark. Repentance is this beautiful word of hope that, that tells us that, that we've been offered a new kingdom, that we don't have to stay in our anger, in our, 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 our anything that is, that is grown in the dark anymore. Our hopelessness, our, when you look at the future, if, if you're just depressed by it, that's, that's a death shadow. And you've been out of, invited out of the death shadow. So, so I want you to repent and live repenting of, of staying in that dark place and and move to the light of, of God's love. So guys, I want to challenge us to live repenting. To think kingdom. Jesus began his inaugural address with, with these words. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. You heard these a while ago in John the Baptist. Maybe we need to, to live in the terms that Jesus gave us to live as believers. Maybe if we don't want to be cultural Christians, we ought to go back to the Bible and actually take the words of Jesus and apply them to life. You think? I think it might be a good idea. It might revolutionize our world. And, and to understand how near the kingdom of heaven is means that, that in that moment I can, I can think about my next moment and my next moment ha doesn't have to be another moment of dark. My next moment can be a moment of repentance, of choice, of letting my life be lifted into the, the hope and life and light of Jesus Christ. So I want you to begin to, to think in these binary terms of the kingdoms of the earth and the kingdoms of darkness and the kingdom of heaven. 
I want you to begin thinking about your actions and your, and your choices. Hey, is that from the kingdom of heaven or was that from, from the darkness of earth? What I just said to my wife, was that from the kingdom of heaven or, or is this from the, the kingdom of earth? When you're feeling hopeless and, and just depressed and, 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 and worthless, is that from the kingdom of heaven or from the kingdom of earth? Think kingdom. When you're making choices, you know, short-term versus long-term, kingdom of heaven is eternal. Think long-term. How will this investment, how will this next choice be, be played out for eternity? Think kingdom and think near. Because the kingdom of heaven is nearer than you know. It's as near as believing in Jesus and repenting of darkness. So in every moment, every next moment, every single next moment, there's the possibility of letting Jesus lift us out of our dark into his glorious light and to live repenting in such a way that the kingdom comes in our, in our lives. You see, the good news of Jesus is only for broken people who can see the dark of this world and, and, and feel it and who want something more. If you've never come to the place really where you're dissatisfied with this world, if you're okay with this world as it is, then Jesus has got nothing for you. And, and, and if you're comfortable in the dark, then, then you're going to get the dark forever. But if there's something inside of you that, that is just that is just broken, if there's something inside of you that senses the dark, that is sick of the alienation, if there's something inside of you that is just tired of the fight to breathe, then the gospel, the good news of Jesus is for you because the kingdom of heaven has come. Hope has arrived on planet earth. Love is here. Life is here. It's all in Jesus. John 3.19 says this is the verdict, that light has come into the world but we loved darkness instead of light because our deeds were evil. And that's the choice that you have to make, I have to make. Do you love light or dark more? I mean, it gets really personal. Your, your anger, do you love that more than you love Jesus? We become so warped. You know, when, when we have a cancerous tumor, often a cancerous tumor will, will send its, its tentacles around the rest of the surrounding bone or flesh and it just wraps around as, as it begins to destroy it. And, and that's what the shadows of the dark do in our soul. With bitterness and anger and jealousy and, and lust, with, with unforgiveness, uh, all of these things, they just wrap their way around us and, and they change us. Do you love your dark? Or would you be willing to let it go and repent of it and to be brought into the light? One more example. Again, some of you have such a low opinion of yourself that, that you, you almost hate yourself. Okay, that's, that's, that's one of hell's death shadows. Are you so familiar with that role that you're just going to live it out the rest of your life? You're the addict. Are you so comfortable in that role of being addicted that you're just going to live that out the rest of your life? You're the black sheep in the family. Are you so stinking comfortable in that identity that you'd rather stay in the dark than, than leave for the light you've been offered? Repent. <laughs> Repent. You're valuable to God. Accept the offer of His, of his light. 
I love what John 1, 11 and 12 says. He came to that which was his own, but his own didn't receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And this is the message of the gospel. That Jesus has shown himself to each one of us. And some of us don't want him. Some of us are, are good with the way things are. Some of us don't see the dark. We don't feel the desperate need for new, for life. We, we are not suffocating. So we're breathing the polluted smoke of earth and, and we're okay with it. And for you, Jesus is just not going to, you're just never going to see him in that state. But to all who receive him, he gave the right to become children of, of the Father, children of God. Today I want to tell you that if you're here and you feel the dark and you don't want it anymore, if you're tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired, if, if, if as Alcoholics Anonymous says, you're sick of the insanity of doing the same things over and expecting different results, if you want new, commit your life to Jesus. And the kingdom will come in your life and love will come and hope will come and, and you will have the experience daily of, of moving through the shadows of death into the living light of, of the Father. Heaven isn't far away, guys. It's nearer than you know, bringing all of God's life and all of God's hope and all of God's love to bear on your situation and your context. Heaven is nearer than you know. This is such good news. In your marriage, uh, that you feel so hopeless, some of you here are even wondering if you want to do life another week and, and you've been thinking about ways to, to, to end your life. No, 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 no. Heaven is nearer than you know. Because in the land of darkness, a light has dawned and his name is Jesus. And he's here for you. And here's the truth. I believe with all of my heart and it's challenging me to live in new and different and greater ways, but I honestly believe that you and I can live without even one single shadow of hell terrorizing our lives. I'm not saying that there is no struggle. I'm not saying there's no need for courage. No, no, no. We, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we don't set up camp there. Amen? We walk through the valley of the shadow, but we don't live there. It doesn't define us. We are walking through the valley, and we're going someplace. And where we are going is awesome, and it is good, and it is joyful, and it is right, and it's true, and, and it changes us on the journey. So yes, we have to keep walking. And, and no, we don't instantly have freedom from pain, but we have the presence of God Almighty with us. And to live repenting means we refuse to stay in our dark because we're offered his life. So in every conversation, I want you to think kingdom. In every decision, I want you to think kingdom. This next job you're about to take, is it a kingdom decision or is it not? Have a, have a friend who's in, in their marriage. I, I did their marriage ceremony and, and, and just found out they're getting a divorce after, after three children. And it's just tragic. And, and I saw it coming years ago as he began to take job after job after job, spending about six days a week away from his wife and his family. You can't do that year after year after year, just like you can't write checks and drain the bank account without depositing it. 
in making that decision, oh, it's good money and we can buy a new house, is that a kingdom decision, a kingdom of heaven decision or a kingdom of the earth decision? It's pretty much a kingdom of the earth decision. Who cares if you have a nice big mansion-like house if you got no life in it? That's crazy. So your next decision, is this a kingdom of heaven decision or is this a kingdom of the earth decision? Think near. Right now, God is so much nearer than you've ever imagined. And learn to think next. What am I going to do next? I'm not, I'm not stuck. I can make a choice. I can choose to repent and let God lift me out of this darkness. I don't have to stay in my stinking thinking. I don't have to stay what I was. I can be made new if I will think next and repent. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, I want you to quit the brokenness of earth. I want you to leave the pity party of defeat. I want you to accept your moment-by-moment invitation into life lifted by Jesus. Thank you for joining us today at the church at Severn Run. Please visit our website at severnrun.com for church service information, staff directories, or for prayer requests. And if you're in the D.C. Baltimore area, we'd love to have you join us at 8187 Telegraph Road in Severn, Maryland. We look forward to worshiping with you.